All right, yo, 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 it's your boy Tug Tug Media. This is uh, episode six. Yeah, we have episode six. Uh, this is your boy Charlotte Exotic Spotter. And um, yeah, we're going to get into uh, something extremely, extremely important about uh, photography. And that is jump roll. Yeah, the, the uh, exposed triangle. Exposed triangle. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the thing I see a lot of beginning photographers struggling with is over or underexposing um, their photos and um, not knowing how to properly expose their photos for whatever setting that they're shooting in. Um, so we just kind of want to help you to to understand what it is and really how to get the leg up own it um so yeah let's hop into it man yeah um yeah so the exposure triangle is pretty much it consists of uh aperture shutter and iso mm-hmm. um pretty much uh they all work hand in hand mm-hmm. um in my opinion iso is pretty much i, I actually put it as one of my uh tips and tricks on my uh mm-hmm. on my story page but uh on instagram uh iso is pretty much like um the key component to all of it uh because if your iso isn't uh set correctly um all the other stuff really um well as far as like your image quality uh iso pretty much controls the grain because iso is basically your uh simulated light uh so what i mean by that is uh it simulates or it brightens your photo automatically uh, by a certain amount it's the digital yeah it's a digital light yes pretty much if you have too much simulated light, uh, pretty much you're gonna have, that's where you get your grain and stuff from. Your fuzz or yeah. noise. Yeah, noise. Yeah, it's yeah. the noise. It's, um, um, yeah. the, I would say the best way to put it is like an old TV, like an older TV yeah. that, um, that that fuzz that you see in the picture, that's, that's noise. You don't want that in your photos. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so pretty much um, on the other side of the triangle, you have your aperture. Mm-hmm. Uh, your aperture is going to pretty much, uh, it's going to pretty much, think of your aperture as like your your eye. So think of, the best way to explain it is so you have your, your eye, right? Um, when you're in low light, your pupil of your eye is much larger. Uh, when you're in the bright sunlight, your pupil is um, much uh, smaller. Um, so that's pretty much how your aperture uh, pretty much work. It's like your pupil. Uh, the, the larger it is, which is your lower number, uh, f-stop, um, it'll bring in a lot more light. Uh, the higher your f-stop um, is pretty much the smaller your aperture is going to be um, so you're not going to have that much light uh, this affects also your blur um, your aperture um, 
So like if you have like your aperture wide open, you're gonna have a lot of like blur in your background and sometimes also your subject, depending on how large you have your aperture. Uh, whenever you have like a smaller uh, uh, aperture, uh, a lot you'll have a lot more things in in focus. Um, so you, it's really depending on your shooting style, uh, what it is that you're shooting. Uh, you kind of have to play with your aperture to get like that balance of blur and uh, uh, subject crispiness. Um, yeah. So let's also put this into perspective form. So when he's talking about the blur, the the photography term is depth uh, to feel. Yeah. Um, so. And also, too, with the aperture, you have to take into account as well. Every lens doesn't have the same aperture. Um, so aperture for majority of lenses that you get, especially beginner lenses, is somewhere around about F3.5, F3.8. And then it goes up to a larger number. So most lenses that you get directly camera out of the box is f3.5 to f5.6 it's like the the golden range of apertures when you start getting into apertures underneath f3.5 like f2.8 f1.8 f1.4 uh, f1.2 then you start getting into what you call high aperture lenses that let in a lot of light that create, like he said, the background blur, that's that depth of field. Or if you're shooting at night and there are lights in the background, um, if there are lights in the background, then you're gonna have what they call bokeh or bokeh, or I call it bokeh, B-O-K-E-H. So you get that when you have a lens that has a high um, aperture. Um, it creates that effect because it's let more light in. It will blur out that background better. So right. that's a, that's the thing you have to take a look at and you wonder why you're not getting that. It's because you, you don't have a high aperture lens. Now you can create that with um, other software editing programs. Uh, iPhones do it in portrait mode um, and other phones that have that portrait style feature. Um, but out of a camera, it has to be done with either a high aperture lens or a lens that has a lot of compression to it. Where you find compression is with zoom lenses. Yeah. So lenses that can go from like 70 to 200 millimeters or 70 to 300 or even farther, that compression does the same thing that those high aperture lenses do. Um, High, and I was want to say high aperture. Most of the, your high aperture lens are prime lenses. There are some high aperture zoom lenses, but they're you, you're talking about a whole lot of money <laughs> when you're talking about high aperture zoom lenses. Yeah, and also the thing you have to look out for on your uh, zoom lenses is uh, sometimes you have a aperture range, mm -hmm. um, and pretty much that. The aperture range on a zoom lens, so it might be uh, what I think it's like. Uh, I want to say my zoom is like a three, uh, a three to five point five, somewhere around there. 
uh, pretty much. Uh, so what that means is uh, zoomed all the way in, uh, the aperture is going to be um, at a five. Uh, zoomed all the way out, um, it's going to be at a three. And it will change like in between like zooming in and out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll see it on your camera if your camera has a Yeah. Uh, some some have a, uh, some zoom lenses have a fixed aperture. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, most of the time it's going to be a, uh, a, a variable range. Yeah. 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 Um, so on the other side of the triangle, um, the third side uh, will be shutter. Uh, shutter is pretty much, um, it, it depends on, shutter goes off of, it's two things with shutter. Um, the main thing is really like motion. Um, so you want to have like a high shutter. If you're, uh, if something is moving, you want to freeze it in motion. Uh, so you're looking at probably like a one over uh, 500 or, or better. Uh, so uh, if you want to get like some type of like motion blur uh, or um, like rolling shots and stuff like that, uh, you'll have like a, a slower shutter um, speed or whatnot. Um, and like, yeah, that's really like the best way to really um, describe that aspect of it. Um, also, shutter uh, will help with uh, lighting as well. Um, so if you want your image uh, lighter or darker, um, you'll if you want it darker, you do a higher uh, shutter speed um, because it doesn't allow that much time to uh, pretty much let in the light to hit this sensor. Um, so that's another way you can control your lighting as well is with your shutter, um, uh, your shutter speed. Um, and if you want like something, you want to brighten your, uh, your, uh, photo, you just, uh, lower your shutter speed. Now, once you get into like the, the one over two, uh, one second, two second, uh, shutter speeds, that's kind of like you need a tripod. Um, I wouldn't uh, freehand uh, those type of shots, uh, me personally. But, you know, it's it's up to the photographer, really, uh, what, it, what kind of look you're actually going for. But that's pretty much how you, uh, how I would explain shutter. Yeah, so um, that that's definitely a, a good a good point with that. And uh, now to just kind of tie the the triangle together to completely have uh, control over your image, um, ISO, shutter speed, and aperture all work together for the proper exposure. Um, so it really just depends on your setting, where you're shooting at, whether if it's indoor or outdoor. Um, you want to make sure that you expose the um, the the image correctly, but also you need to know what equipment you're shooting with to make sure that you're able to expose for what you're trying to shoot or the conditions you're trying to shoot in. So, for instance, um, if you're shooting in a low light type of setting, um, you're going to want to use one, if you can, a lens that has a high aperture. 
So anywhere F3.5 and down, and when I'm saying down, I mean going down from 3.5 to 2.8 to 2 to 1.8, going down in that direction is going to allow more light in that lens from whatever the source of light is coming from. Um, with your ISO with that, you kind of want to play around with that to see what's that sweet spot excuse me, with that ISO paired with the lens that you're using um, because you don't want to go too high of an ISO and now you're overexposed with digital noise and now you have a super grainy or almost brown type of image if it's low light because of that digital noise or that digital light that you're trying to create, the camera is going to overcompensate for that. So knowing your camera and knowing what its native ISO range is, is also going to be a big deal with pairing that lens. And then lastly, to make sure your exposure is right for the shot, you want to make sure that your shutter speed is set correctly for the conditions that you're sitting in, shooting in. So if it's low light, if your aperture, depending on what your aperture is and depending on what your ISO is, you may be able to get away with a faster shutter speed or you may need a lower shutter speed to let in more light again, depending on what type of lens that you shoot with. So that's the main things when you're shooting in a low light type of setting. Now, if it's the opposite and you're shooting in either a control setting where the light source doesn't change, you can pretty much, depending on however the room or the, the facility is set up, you can pretty much set it on one setting and be done with it because the light is not gonna change. Now, if you're shooting outdoors, that could fluctuate because depending on if it's a clear day, you know you're gonna have consistent sun for the duration of the time that you're shooting. Um, you wanna make sure that your ISO is set correctly um, or if you're going from indoors to outdoors, you want to make sure that's set because you don't want to mess around and be taking pictures with an indoor exposure setting and then go outside. And now all your pictures are blowing out and just white and now you can't fix it in post-production. Right. So you have to be careful with that. Um, and then, like I said, shooting outside, um, light can change. It can go from sunny to cloud cover and then back to sunny. So you have to accommodate for all of that. And the best way to do that is number one, shoot no manual so that you have complete control over that. Yeah, sometimes shooting on uh, priority uh, exposure or aperture or auto ISO, sometimes that's cool, you can get away with that, but it doesn't produce a consistent photo. Yeah. Um, you need to learn how to completely control that photo. And the only way you're gonna do that is through trial and error. Yeah, so. So, the gist of things, take a lot of photos. <laughs> yeah, definitely. In different settings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shoot as much as you can indoors, outdoor shooting your house, yeah. go outside and shoot, shooting different types of outdoor lighting if you can. Shoot on a cloudy day, yep. shoot on a sunny day, yeah, shoot in the morning, shoot in the evening. Yeah. And if you want to try it, even try shooting at night. Yeah. Um, so I would say like shooting at night will give you the best, uh, understanding of the triangle, mm. um, because of the simple fact, like, uh, you will definitely see like where you have your ISO too high, mm -hmm. uh, you will definitely see, uh, when, you know, 
you want to get more like bokeh shots uh uh, you'll you'll see a lot of like different uh, uh, aspects shooting at night yeah. uh, versus doing the day. Uh, the day is kind of like self-explanatory. Um, and also, uh, just going back to like you know your gear and stuff like that, uh, it's things like within your camera body that can help with all of this, um, such as like uh, I think on the Sony it's called uh, zebra zebra yeah. Um, so uh, that that will help you identify like if the area is like too blown out, or uh, and it will have like a little like zebra, uh, like zebra effect on uh, the back of your screen, mm-hmm. or like through your uh, 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 viewfinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, that's one of the reasons too, like why I like shooting mirrorless because. Uh, You'll you'll see like, okay, my picture is too light. Okay, mm-hmm. my picture is too dark. Versus having to like you know guess. It's a lot of guesswork when you mm-hmm. shoot with the mirrored uh, camera uh, right. body. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, just take as many photos as you can. Yeah. Um, that's the best advice yeah. that I can give you. Yeah, really. shoot, shoot as much as you can. You know, if you're where you reside, if it allows you to get out in the city, yeah. Um, you know, try, you know, try day shooting, try afternoon shooting, try night shooting, uh, try overcast, try sunny shooting. Um, yep. try it all. Try it. Try it all. Uh, and that's the best way to to learn is through trial and error. Learning your camera inside and out is going to be key. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yo, I think this wraps another one up. Um, thank you guys once again for joining the Black Aperture uh, podcast, man. We appreciate your support so much. And until the next one, man, y'all stay blessed. All right. It's Total Media. And this is uh, Charlotte Exotic Spider-Man. Take care. All right. Have a good one.